Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Wrestle me, Mark. Fucking yes. Yes, we're back. Hello, everyone. Yes. <laughs> People don't say enough. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Um, slight change Whoa. of format. Steady. Is this what they're going to be doing going we're forward? We're doing squash. <laughs> <laughs> look, Peter only complaining about the change to the football ramble Are uh, they? Uh, format. So look, I mean, look, we're not going to change up completely. We're still doing wrestling. Exactly, and there is a point to us doing this one. <laughs> there really is. I've got the ramble. <laughs> it's Pete, so rude. You know, I'm not having a go at the ramble because I've never heard it and don't understand what it is. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the the reason we're going to be doing um, NXT Takeover Dallas mm. is because Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> Good God. He gives a ring. Good the God. the uh, the point of doing this one is this is the the first of the NXT takeovers mm. that was actually put on the night before WrestleMania. No. And what it forms is part of the WrestleMania weekend, which is the sort of big thing that happens now. Yeah. Huge number of independent promotions will, if you like, follow in the wake of WrestleMania, <laughs> which is on the Sunday, mm. except they're following in the wake before the WrestleMania ship has passed. Yeah. So it's like they're in the guff. Of yeah. WrestleMania. They're just, they're a fart just... has been made. <laughs> they're involved. It's going to hang around for a little while, but yeah. they're all involved. They're, they're in the sea. Yes. They're, they're in the sea, and the ship is launching and <laughs> is coming towards them. Yes. So what this one was was, was uh, NXT TakeOver <laughs> Dallas. It was the 10th TakeOver. Right. That, um, is sort of NXT's version of WrestleMania. The T10 TakeOver. The, the, the T10, T10, T10 TakeOver. And this was the first um, one of the NXT TakeOvers to be broadcast live on the network mm. during WrestleMania weekend. Right. Now, what you've, no, what you've not NXT? seen NXT <laughs> before, have you? NXT is. <laughs> it seems smaller and darker and it seems... Blue. I'm, I mean, if I was going to... Is, do Japanese people just turn up and kick the shit out of everyone? Is that, <laughs> is that kind of the theme of NXT? Uh, they're, they're, that has been the theme on a couple right. of them, to be okay. honest. You get Hideo Itami's and your Jushin Liger's um, taking part in TakeOver. Um, very, very quickly, NXT started in 2010, and mm. it started as a sort of reality show. Right. It had a format that ran on SmackDown, I think it was, where um, rookies would be teamed with an existing SmackDown superstar, right. and they would have challenges until one of them was was uh, the NXT champion. <laughs> okay. It's a little bit like tough enough, but the people they used tended to have some wrestling experience, right. either in the independence or within WWE's own developmental okay, systems. Okay. And that run ran from 2010 until 2012. Mm. Uh, in February 2010, 
WWE decided they would have their own TV show called NXT. Mm. And this NXT used the people they were training in uh, FCW, which is Florida Championship Wrestling. Mm. And there were people like um, Roman Reigns, uh, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins. They got their first TV exposure there. Right. And it was a program that only really ran in the Florida area. You didn't see it on sort of mainstream telly. So people were, were known. Obviously, you got a lot of torrents of that, mm. so people could see the, the stars like um, uh, Seth Rollins, who was Tyler Black in Ring of Honor. Mm. You could see what they were doing in this developmental territory. What really changes everything is in 2012, in June, WWE decided to take that whole developmental system within WWE. Yeah. And the person who they give the job of founding, if you like, the new NXT is Triple H. Oh, and it becomes... the raw computer. <laughs> <laughs> he could have been the raw computer. Could have been the raw computer. Triple H becomes the guy in, in charge <laughs> of this new brand. Oh, quite brilliantly, instead of it just being a thing of going, you're a safe payer of hands, mm. Triple H is basically using this as an audition. And he is saying... <laughs> What would it be like if I ran WWE? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And very quickly, it becomes clear that Triple H, rather than just being this bloated suit who's all about getting himself over, mm. happens to be really, really interested in putting on a good wrestling show. Um, <laughs> When the network launches, uh, I think in 2014, so maybe that's a few years after its, after its launch, mm. um, in 2014, they put NXT onto... No, it could be the launch date. I'm, I'm, I'm convincing myself of stuff that I know to be true. <laughs> um, the WWE... Quarter to seven in the evening. <laughs> put on. We are recording this podcast, so if there are any factual inaccuracies, seriously, you can go and do one. <laughs> I have been up now for over 12 and a half hours. <laughs> um, that doesn't sound a long time, but no. it was early when I got up. And was... I've been doing... Um, Baby duties all day. Um, so <laughs> you start get. I, I, I'm one of those people who you pay online, and I dress up in a nappy. <laughs> um, in uh, February 2014, um, they have their first big show that, that is uh, live on the network, mm. which is um, NXT Arrival, mm. and that is a sort of big show that they do. I think it's the um, it's the first ever live wrestling that they have on the network. Right. So it's a big deal. Oh. Um, they're good matches. People like it, and over time. And over a short period of time, people begin going, I like this more than and I the like product. the main WWE <laughs> stuff. Um, it has its own distinct identity. And that identity is very much rooted in the world of independent wrestling. Mm. So places like PWG and uh, Ring of Honor, the, the look of it is similar. It's not glitzy and glam. Mm. It's a throwback to that sort of 70s, 80s, you know, everyone packed into a mm. dark room. Um, what's really interesting about watching this one, the seating is entirely different. So in yeah. WWE, you get that tiered seating and you can see everyone's T-shirts and things. And here, it's just heads. Yeah. There's just a sea of heads and sort of, you know, tiny bits of black shoulder. Mm. And it just looks phenomenally exciting. It yeah. looks like the old days. It looks more like a kind of um, a video game, like a, like a wrestling video game because obviously limited... Uh, crowd back in the day yep it would be a much smaller kind of production i think yeah and this this actually is is a sort of slightly unusual show to kick in on because by the time we're seeing this this is now selling out arenas mm. previously it always took place at a place called the full sale university which is a i think a florida-based university where they would just invite the students to come along right if you wanted to come along as a, a paying fan it was like 10 bucks it was absolutely nothing mm. and they built it as a sort of cult underground phenomenon sort of it just worked. Yeah. It really worked. And what began to happen was people realised they needed to have ring time if they were going to become superstars. So they made longer matches and people did a lot of fundamentals. And you stripped wrestling down from being big showbiz stuff to pretty much what wrestling always has been 
which is two people having a disagreement, getting into a ring, and the better man comes mm. out. Um, what you what you really get here is you get people beginning to go. I would like to go to NXT because that looks fun. It it would be WWE money for people like Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm. He also gets to learn the American style. But the best matches in the world in 2016 are pretty much taking place in America in NXT. Right. Um, and that's that's the point that we come in. We come in at the point really where I think NXT had no detractors. It had <laughs> got no criticism. Right. And what you end up getting here is you get a show that is significantly better than WrestleMania the next night. Yes. So because yeah that's what I kind of I mean I'm presuming <laughs> I'm presuming that's certainly the case. But yeah, it's uh what's NXT's reputation right now in 2020? Uh, it changes slightly because of the uh development of AEW, All mm. Elite Wrestling. And it's almost seen as uh, because it's WWE product People have a little bit Tated of a down by a commerciality. Yeah. yeah, there's also been some changes within. So Shawn Michaels has been far more involved with the layout of matches, and there have been a number of matches which have been over long for the sake of it. There is sort of developing an NXT style, and that is great big convoluted end sections and. It can be summed up a lot of it by Johnny Gargano, who is a, a guy who really got over huge in NXT, was the number one babyface there for two or three years. And now everyone mocks the way he will look at his hands like he can't believe he's just turned really violent. <laughs> and so what you're getting as it goes on, of course, quite naturally, is it stops being the hot young thing, which I suppose to some degree AEW is now. Mm. And it becomes more that thing that people go, oh, same old shit. Yeah. I mean, such is the problem with any creative endeavour. I mean, I wouldn't call it wrestle me syndrome, but I know there will be people who just go, here they go <laughs> again, dead, you know, yeah. same old thing. Now, you know, they hate WWE, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> I, 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 there is a problem with anything which is hugely popular. Which and and is... it's gone for longer than a year. <laughs> yeah. Because everyone... people want to say they were there at the start and they want to make a point of it. Exactly. <laughs> I think there were more people there at the start because we were very high in that chart when we first came out. <laughs> <laughs> so... This is number ten. It's been um, this is they've had ten takeover events mm. in the past two years. What's it taking over exactly? Well, it was sort Some... of taking over the network, right? So the idea was there were these young and hungry performers mm. who would go out there and they would blow away everything that you'd seen before on the network. Right, and it was the first live <laughs> bit of stuff that was actually yeah. On, and right. every single every single time they have a takeover. It, it, there was a period where I think, you know, you could almost say there was a run of 20 to 25 where every single one was good to great. Mm. And the majority were great rather than good. Yep. They had a, a phenomenal hit rate. A lot of that was to do with the fact that to some degree it stops being a developmental territory. And what they do is they bring in established stars to freshen them up, to get them used to WWE and just to see what they've got, to work out where they're going to fit into WWE. Mm. Um, you're also seeing people now who are moving from WWE back to NXT. The difference is it is still on the network, but it's also on American TV, on USA Network, right. where it runs head-to-head -head with AEW. So with the two of them running together, there is a sense of people going, you know, the WWE are bullying the upstarts and things like that. So it certainly has lost mm. a little bit of popularity. They, they have certainly had less classic matches in the last year and a half to two years than they had in the first two and a half years. I right. mean, you know, when it really was some of the best wrestling you'd ever see on the planet. Mm. Um, this event itself is remembered mainly for the debut of Shinsuke Nakamura, mm. who was one of the big Japanese stars, probably you could argue the biggest Japanese star of the 2000s. Um, that's what it's remembered for. What I was amazed at, at watching it is 
even the worst match on this is pretty fucking good. <laughs> and we've watched a lot of WrestleManias recently. And yeah. I think, you know, like WrestleMania 31, that is a, a, a card where there is not one match that you could say was great. Mm. And what you have on this card is you have three or four that if any of those matches had been on WrestleMania, people would be talking about them as one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. Mm. All in one night. And... In two hours fifteen. <laughs> I know. What a relief! I they will never learn their lesson though. They will never learn the lesson. Did oh, you, this is better than the thing the day before. Yeah. Did you enjoy this wrestling? I did. No, I enjoyed this wrestling. It was a lot more brutal than like people mm. getting busted open and like mm. hurting themselves needlessly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was like like there's a there's a lot of people I just had no concept of knowledge. And if you, I liked. I liked the idea that they would um, do NXT at Download Festival. Yes, yeah. <laughs> sort of advertised. So I go, yeah, we're doing this at Download Festival. Like, what? In the middle of Download Festival? <laughs> I, th- I think they did it for a few years yeah. as well. You would yeah. be able to go in. Apologies, I've rigged up my new mm. my computer so that I can play in clips. Mm. Uh, actually, not for this show. Right. So I should probably just turn that <laughs> give, off give a little for mute. a while. That was uh, the raw computer. That was the, that was the raw <laughs> It says we've got to have a handicap match. Um, so this takes place at the K. Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center yes. in Dallas, Texas. Sky Spots newsreader. <laughs> this K. Bailey Hutchinson is a Republican senator. Mm. Uh, she is currently the U.S. ambassador to NATO. She's still alive. Uh, she's 77. Uh, and she has a... Not the worst record on gay rights and abortion, but no. um, she's certainly she's certainly been had a foot she's in both there. camps. She's, she's had a few, <laughs> had a few choice comments about the whole situation. And, and some things I, you know, would have liked to have seen done differently. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but they 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 kick off with the the sort of history of wrestling in Texas, mm. and that brings you the the, the Freebirds, the Von Erics. You mm. get Terry Funk, you get Shawn Michaels. They slip in JBL, which always feels a little bit of a reach. Yeah, I mean, he he dressed like Jr. from. <laughs> and uh, he was sort of nobody remembers him as being like great. No, yeah, it's it's a strange one. Um, but he will the... not drink his Mountain Dew. <laughs> what they then do is they focus on the NXT stars. Mm. And the one thing that this was always very very good at was it was very very good at saying we have the best in the world, and they put them front and center. You compare this with last year's WrestleMania opener where it was LL Cool J talking about how amazing batteries were, <laughs> you know? And at least this one, they are very, very much right. You know, <laughs> let us sell who these people are yeah. to the people who are watching at home. Um, it, it's a, 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 just a fantastic, fantastic show. Mm. I don't think it's the best takeover. It is the one that is relevant to where we are in our run. Right. <laughs> Let's make that clear. <laughs> um, it's got five matches. There are no stipulations. There's no interference. It is just bang, bang, bang. wrestling. Mm. And it is really, really bizarre to hear a crowd at a big sort of glossy show, if you like, at one of the majors, who for 95% of the show are absolutely molten hot. Mm. They are a huge group, really, of wrestling fans who I think... To some degree, the live WWE had left them behind. These are the people who are going to small indie shows, and they have finally found a big version of the small indie show. Yeah. Um, lots of people talk about how, you know, obviously the NXT versus AEW war that's going on at the minute, but I think certainly with NXT, you could look at this sort of thing and go, it would be possible to make a indie that was this popular. Mm. And to some degree, I think that... A, a, a little a little seed in the back of the mind of Cody Rhodes and, and, and uh, the Young Bucks right. that led to the formation. You'd see NXT and you'd go, we could do that. 
Yeah. You know, absolutely thrilling. I'm sure that's a very, very widely uh, a known fact. I'm, I'm really pouring it off like there, like it's my own. Um, I just haven't read anything about it. So, um, read it at the time. I saw a great thing where someone said, watching this show was like watching the series finale of wrestling. It just being <laughs> that good. And, and it did blow the following night's WrestleMania completely out of the water. Mm. Um, you will get to see that, don't you worry, Kate? <laughs> no, we'll be doing no that spoilers. next. That, that's next. So I've seen, I've seen the best bit. Yeah. It was disappointing. You've got to know that, that you're, going to, you're going to be dedicating the next couple of nights mm-hmm. to watching something that you yep. will not really enjoy. <laughs> Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. (laughs) Uh, So the first match is American Alpha, uh, Chad Gable and Jason Jordan versus the NXT Tag Team Champions, The Revival, Mm. who are Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder. Did you enjoy No Gimmicks? (laughs) <laughs> well, I just enjoyed the fact that. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it was there was a little less to laugh at, but but it was. I would rather this than what WrestleMania has been yeah. churning out the yeah. last couple. Um, I enjoyed the Alphas singlets. Yes, they, they come out half and half. That's almost a tribute to Roddy Piper. <laughs> That's very much a if you uh, wrestled at a high level. Mm. If you were in the case of Chad Gable, an Olympian, he mm. competed at the 2020, uh, 2020 What's it now? Twenty twelve mm. uh, London Olympics. Just want to go back there, Pete. Just, <laughs> just want to see. I, I thought that was going to be such a disaster. I really did. <laughs> the day before it started, I went past Stratford, and I I remember thinking to myself, "Oh, ye foolish humans! <laughs> oh, oh." 
ha ha. I yeah. It, well, there's very in modern British life. There's very few victories, is there? No. There's very few. And to be quite frank, why aren't the Brexiteer lot and, and the people who were kind of saying how great Great Britain was? They never mentioned the Olympics. Never. They never. Why? Mo that Farah. Was, that was. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. For some people, it represents the very worst of multicultural Britain. Uh, Anthony Joshua. <laughs> I uh, interviewed Mo Farah once. Uh, I think I've said it before on this podcast. Did you was... do it running along? Were you faster than him? <laughs> I, th- I think you've told this story before. <laughs> I was on a, a micro scooter. He was. Uh, he was a little, uh, little distracted by his phone. Was he? Just did it. Five minutes. That's all I've got with you. Yeah. Stop looking at your phone. Time to him is like, different, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Like, when, when you, you were speaking just, to him, you were you like, can't... show <laughs> Well, he's like a, he, he's quick, but he's quick at, on a very, very long distance. You could do that while you're running, mate. <laughs> do that. Use a bit of Siri if you're going to read your messages. Yeah. Uh, look, did you go to the Olympics? No, I did. Oh. The, uh, no, I think I did. I did in Hyde Park a... Uh, I did the presenting on stage. I thought you were going to say I did, I did a rally did recently a... <laughs> about masks and 5G. <laughs> what a hero. I did a Mark Doolor, his name is, cut them up on LBC. Yeah. Oh, it's hot really over the fuck shit all he is. Hey. Um, strange man. Anyway, uh, <laughs> tall, strange man. Uh, he, um, um, what was I going to say? Mark Doolor. You, you, you uh, went to uh, Hyde I went Park. To, I went to Hyde Park and I did the uh, announcements uh, in front of like, like a good 30,000, 40,000 uh, people. So they would have bands on. Uh-huh. Some nights better than the other ones. Blah. Some nights. Uh, some nights it would be Snow Patrol. Other nights, bands like Space. Right. Or um, who did Beat Mama? Cast. <laughs> Stuff like that. Very like, much that sort a, of level. A, you've got a certain amount of money and you, you go, here are the bands yeah. in uh, 50 grand range. <laughs> here are the bands in uh, 25. There's more yeah. of them. Yeah. And you begin to go, well, I've got 100 Who's grand. Who's doing opening night? It's, it's, I'm yeah, aware it's those bad. figures are off, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to keep it simple. But we, uh, but I was doing uh, <laughs> I was doing an announcement and uh, who's the one? Is triathlete. Uh, she does a dog uh, advert. An advert with the, uh, the um, a dog that does insurance. Um, Churchill uh, the dog. No, it's no, it's a sausage dog. Runs along. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, a rival dog. dog. <laughs> a rival dog that, for insurance. That agency deserves nothing. <laughs> We're doing this insurance. And the book a... going, ooh, 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 a dog, <laughs> a, another dog. She's a famous triathlete, and she won everything mm. at that Olympics. And obviously, it was a celebration of, of Britain, and she was brilliant. Anyway, uh, she's doing a run of the really race. I think oh, maybe just maybe might be in a, a shorter distance uh, by herself, and um, I. I was on stage and I had to introduce an underwhelming band. Yeah. And so I'm going, hey, I, 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 I'm going, right, here's the race with um, Jessica Ennis. Would that have oh, been Jessica yeah, Ennis? Of course it was. Course yeah. it was. Jessica Ennis. I'm going, all right, uh, Jessica Ennis is about to run a bloody race. Let's go. And then Jessica Ennis starts running, not on my say so, very much. <laughs> her head's elsewhere. She's she's out east, but I'm in Hyde Park doing the announcement for all people. So everyone's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then floor manager goes, Right, Pete, you need to go on and introduce Cast or whatever shitty band it was. Mm. And uh, I went, the, the race isn't finished yet. <laughs> and he went, I don't care. I'm turning off the screen now. And he turned off the screen. And the booze <laughs> were, I will remember that for a long, long time. Mm. Yeah, and the drummer of the band, who did In A Room? Dodgy, Dodgy were playing. Dodgy. Dodgy had played. And then I had to introduce another band of their level. Uh, f- fucked off Jess- the rest of Jessica Ennis's ma- uh, race. And she was really close to the other runner. And so we didn't know whether she'd won or anything because I'd ruined it. And I insisted that the shitty band had to come on the stage. And so and so I'm on. Everyone's booing me. And I came off and the drum. Remember the drummer from uh, from Dodgy? He was, was 
always Matthew. on like, Yeah, he's always yeah. on He's got a Popeye hat back in the day. He's like, here, Pete, I saw you being booed on stage. Well, funny, I booed as well. It was really, really funny. I was like, <laughs> piss off. <laughs> Drummer from Dodgy. That was good. I, I yeah. actually wrote a load of... If, if the Olympic Village came through your, your town... Yeah. Uh, not the Olympic Village, the Olympic Torch. Right. If the Olympic Village came through your town <laughs> and you weren't in London, something had gone very badly Aren't wrong. they all fucking? Don't they all? That's what all they spend their time fucking doing. That's it. It's basically... Yeah. It's not even a building. It's just no. one giant condom. <laughs> and they all just press up against each other. Um, but if you, if you went to see the uh, the torch, so the torch mm. relay, when it was being... The gold torches yeah, yeah. were being run by a combination of athletes and sort of local Celebrity. heroes oh, right, yeah. and, and then celebrities, yeah. which was always very annoying. Um, but if you went to see one of the, 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 the sort of towns where it stopped overnight, mm. there was a big event would take place, you know, in Kidderminster or Rill or wherever it would mm. be. And I think there was a, they were on um, Britain's Got Talent or something. They were, they're not chasing status, but they have similar names. Right. This is this is what this happens is when you get too many get older, and you just begin going. These, these lads I met two years ago, they're very big. Um, Pinky and Perky were they pigs? But yeah, but like Pinky and Perky. Only <laughs> one of them's got a long head. You know, it's literally that. They were two very very no, Twist and Pulse. Fabulous Freebirds. Do you remember twist, twist and Pulse? And, no, nobody remembers Twist and Pulse. Well, I remember them because. I had to work with them, and they were actually two very delightful young men. <laughs> but they would do a a sort of "Hey, Rill, are you having a great Olympic time?" Yeah. yeah. I had to write the script for that, so cool. I wrote the script for that little bit. And they used to let me sort of do stuff to hold torches and stuff. Like oh, that. nice! That was all exciting. Right. That was all good. Yeah. I saw one of those Olympic torches on sale in cash converters in Kentish Town. <laughs> well, again, one of the gold yeah, ones yeah, that they yeah, carried yeah, around, yeah. and it was four hundred quid. Mm. And I looked at, it, I thought, I thought, oh, that is sort of so sad, isn't it? <laughs> It's so awful. But I've thought about it every day. For, it must have been a year ago. I've thought about it every time. Just kind of wish I had that. Even, yeah, but even, uh, you know for a fact that I don't know how cash converters price that up because I know how they could price everything up. Mm. They just price it up a normal price and then add £100 to it. <laughs> Always too expensive. You, you're never... It's you're interested because it's there. Yeah, you're interested because there's a there's a three D VR helmet in in on the front cover of Akasha Fest, and they've had to buy a glass head for it. Yes, but you but you're still going. That's about ten quid off RRP. Yeah, but it's in my town. Yeah, so I could buy it. I could I could get some of the uh, sticky labels on the side of it off. <laughs> I mean, I can see they've tried, but but they've just left it. <laughs> I did this 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 limit torch did have a couple of dents in it. Nice, and it looked a little bit like. like it been a, a, a used in a pub fight. It was either nicked or it had been like involved in a fracas, yeah. and someone's husband or wife had just gone right. What's the thing I can get rid of that will hurt them the most? Mm. It's their Olympic fucking torch, <laughs> and they'd taken it. But I, I just thought, I, I, if I had it, you see, you just wouldn't. What would you do with it? No. And the reality is, I was just thinking, you don't even smoke anymore. You can light I know. cigarettes with it. Well, that would be fucking brilliant, wouldn't it? To <laughs> hanging around pubs. In, in central London all the time, desperate to see someone coming out with an unlit cigarette <laughs> so you can jog round the corner, light their fag and just carry on going. <laughs> I'm a... the spirit of 2012! <laughs> I'm Sebastian Coe! <laughs> uh, but if you had gone to see the wrestling, mm. uh, which I did, I went to see the finals of the wrestling, got to see a medal ceremony and stuff oh, like nice. that. I, I can't remember who they were. I think it was mm. an Iranian. And there was also, I mean, they just, it, it's a funny sport amateur wrestling because... I don't know how it translates or why we should celebrate their inclusion into WWE no because there's very few transferable skills there's a style yeah sure but but, but... <laughs> I mean if you went oh I'll do amateur wrestling in think you'd go mate it's really really confusing <laughs> as to why it's, it's quite brilliant because I don't remember them sort of going what you need to know about this is 
it's not WWE. And mm. half the people, oh, <laughs> boo. But, but I think it's that thing of, I mean, they, they never say that because they'd no. be like, of course people know what amateur wrestling is. Not that garbage. You're like, mate, we don't know what this is. This says professional, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Professional. If You're I was going to buy, if I was going to buy a VR headset from Cash Converters and it said professional, I would assume it was a premium product, <laughs> wouldn't I? The only time that that flip round is uh, more alluring is, of course, pornography. <laughs> now, <Yes. laughs> oh, so your amateurs, oh, like, like, like porn. <laughs> I've got you. Oh, I'm looking forward to this now. Yeah. Um, but I don't. You're going to use word spank. As discussed on this show before. I don't think they ever sort of went. What you need to know is. Um, you just are trying to get one shoulder, and if you do that, then there's three points. That was never broken down. No. So they were just like, please welcome the great competitors. And they came out, and it was just like, they're just wriggling over each other like worms. <laughs> it's like this. They're all really hairy, apart from the Americans, who look like Captain America. Yeah. And and that was a very easy thing for me to watch, just going, here's the goodie. <laughs> and the Iranian <laughs> man is the baddie. The, the man who's had ev- every advantage in life, yeah. but is hairless. <laughs> Goody, the man who has come from nothing and through like sheer, absolute, like amazing mental yeah. ability and physical mm. prowess has just mm. worked his way to the top. Yeah. Bit hairy, has a moustache, <laughs> evil. <laughs> I, I, I hope he crush him. <laughs> so you've wrestling. Got, Chad Gable did compete at the 2012 mm. Olympics, but you, I think he went out quite early on. Um, he had a, an astonishing amateur career. Mm. And a lot of the time when you look at like amateur careers in, in wrestling and things, it doesn't mean anything. I still don't quite know what NCAA is. Yeah. And I don't understand when they go Division One champion. I don't understand any of that. But he won lots of medals. And medals mm. I can understand. So he won the World University Games in 2006, a silver. The Pan American Championships, he was a gold medalist in 2012. Mm. He was the Pan American Olympic qualifier, silver medal 2012. The Dave Schultz Memorial International gold medal. Dave Schultz, one of the great wrestlers. His story is told in Foxcatcher, which is on, I think, Netflix. Really worth watching. Um, And in the Olympic Games, he was the US Olympic uh, trials champion. So he was the best of the American team. Um, I think a couple of the Americans did go further than he did, but he got knocked out. Mm. Um, he is uh, uh, one of those guys who, who the, the tag that's followed him around throughout his career is that he is incredibly underrated. Um, in 2019, in the Wrestling Observer Year End Reviews, he won Most Underrated Wrestler. And it's amazing they have an Olympian in the roster who can really perform at high level in professional wrestling and they he, he gets named most underrated mm. he was also uh, given the prize of worst gimmick uh, and we're going to get to that once we've talked about the match talk about where oh. everyone went on to um his partner is jason jordan um he is he was the the just in a trivia fact he was the first of so far four men to win the raw smackdown and nxt tag team championships oh nice uh, busy he, he won the raw t- ones with uh, seth rollins that's the uh, the little trivia fact that most people forget uh, but he also was an astonishing sort of um, young amateur wrestler he was at indiana university i sound a little bit like jim ross in 90s w <laughs> indiana university ranked top 15 in the nation three years in a row there'll be more of that on the pitch in pretty soon <laughs> but he was described as being a very sort of unique and impressive athlete because mm. he was competing in the 285 pound weight class at just 225 pounds right. so he'd take on Ooh. all the big boys all the big boys and he was using his speed and agility mm. to overcome 
I would not want to rely on agility <laughs> to save me from a pasting. No. I, I, mean, <laughs> I, think, I think I would work very hard on punching power. Yeah, <laughs> that, I'm just, just getting big, bigger. And he was scouted from college by um, uh, Jared Briscoe. And Jared Briscoe has for a long time now been the road scout who goes to all the amateur right. wrestling and basically sidles up to people and says, you ever thought about a career in a pro ranks? So, 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 I mean, he, he's, he's just in college, isn't he? Just <laughs> yes. a man who hangs around colleges. Uh, he likes amateur wrestling. He also is hanging around colleges. Yep. I mean, none of that sounds immediately <laughs> great. Um, he did discover Brock Lesnar. So he's always right. got that. I mean, when it, sorry. When they're, when they're, when they're, <laughs> when they're grabbing it. Well, that's true. I reckon I could probably fucking spot yeah. Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Uh, there there seems to be some kind of... monstrosity. There seems to be a monster from an 80s film, like, playing with some men here. This this is... But, I mean, yeah, that thing about that... that, that someone uh, put wall filling. Like, that stuff that expands <laughs> into a fridge. It's burst. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He described as Krang from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, but well. it, unless... It, but the muscle man who he holds is also Krang. All I can think now is that Krang used to look like Brock Lesnar and because they were so frightened of him, they <laughs> sawed him, sawed out his face, <laughs> just put it in a life support thing. But Jared Briscoe's <laughs> always got a thing, as they're saying, what are you doing here? Why have you been looking at all the athletes? He, he can sort of just go, I'm the guy who just covered Brock Lesnar. Yes. And you have to go, well, we'll give you another oh, 10 okay. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> With your binoc-nocks. <laughs> Wait, let me see those hands. <laughs> These say Jared sex spotters on the side. <laughs> written in tipex. You know, you look like right. the cheerleaders. They're second hand, they're sure. cash converters. Um, <laughs> uh, he's also, Jason Jordan comes from a, a, a background that does make you really respect him. He, He's, um, he, he's the uh, one of four brothers. Uh, the other three have all been in prison. One of them is, is currently in prison for life. Mm. Um, he's talked about that, but never mentioned you know why his brother is there. Um, he's also still remains very, very good friends uh, with Chad Gable all these years down the line. He says Chad is like a brother to him. Oh, that's uh, nice. Yeah, isn't it sweet? I was going to make a joke there about... You know, maybe that means Chad's going, going to, prison. to prison. But <laughs> I actually thought to myself, well, I just thought, no, it's actually sweet. No, it's actually very sweet, yeah, isn't it? It is. Don't uh, sully this. They are taking on <laughs> the revival. Um, the revival are, are two guys called um, uh, at this time. Um, uh, oh, I always forget it's Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder. Right. Yeah. They were known as Dawson and Dash, and I always mm. find it really confusing that one of them's got a surname and the other's the first name. Yes. And it always throws me, so I have to go. They're double D, and I just can't get it. Um, they are two wrestlers who knew each other in the sort of Southern Independence when they got started, mm. and they became a team. And they were signed to WWE at very different times. They both went into NXT when the the second was finally signed. I believe that being. Um, uh, uh, Scott Dawson mm. um, they asked if they could do a promo together um, and they did it in front of Dusty Rhodes right. and Dusty Rhodes just said that was so sensational you guys have just got to stick as a team we're not going to work on you as singles we want you to be a tag team Still at the time, tag team wrestling in WWE, not something that was a major priority. Mm. There were a lot of people who didn't see what Dusty Rhodes saw in this team. Dusty Rhodes was said to, was said to have unwavering faith in them being this great unit. Um, Vince McMahon, also very, very uh, oddly at this time, he made it clear he didn't like hearing wrestlers with southern accents. He felt that it turned people off and people thought that wrestling was, you know, wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so the two of them from the South, a tag team, they were very sort of much what WWE was not looking for would never, ever have broken through had it not been for NXT, where they were given the freedom to really sort of push this. Mm. They started as a tag team called The Mechanics, and they later became known as The Revival. Um, 
they were called the revival because it was really reviving this classic mid 80s nwa tag team wrestling mm. that was once really you know if not the semi-main event if not the main event the semi-main event so teams like the rock and roll express the midnight express and most importantly the brain busters mm. brain busters was the wwf name of on anderson and tully blanchard and you can see that with dawson and uh, wilder you can see they've got very much that blanchard and anderson approach to tag teaming and also personas they do some great stuff tag team and watching them it reminds you you have tag teams are not just two lots of singles matches in one they are people who are doing they're switching partners they they sort of have blind tags there are mm. double teams there's all that thing about the hot tag the pace should also be a lot better in the singles match because you've got time for your partner to rest out of the ring when they come in they should be you know fully sort of breathed again and actually, in this match, all of those things that you forget about the beauty of tag team wrestling, you see again. And Everything's happening at the same so time. Good. Like people, are, you know, there's, there's, there's knee pins, there's punches happening mm. at different times. Like, oh, this is quite cool. There, there are some like really nice bits where one of them makes a uh, one of the the revival make, makes a pin, and the other one just flips a towel over his foot on the ropes to pull it, mm. to sort of hold him down. Yeah. And there's all those sorts of little bits which you know that Dusty Rhodes would have seen that mm. in the '80s and just gone, "That was lovely, baby. Why don't you do the thing? Right? I get the towel. You give him extra. I mean, in real life, a coffee actual, you know, pulling down." <laughs> not make a difference <laughs> to the pin but it, it, you know that's what we do that's what we do then and just what i mean the timing in this match mm. is just there's 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 pinfall breakup attempts that are absolutely split second perfect sort of the last possible minute there are even just like simple kickouts of two where mm. they've just got the timing on this so perfectly done the crowd roar with this and there's a funny thing about the crowd as well they are all wrestling fans they are all here to see wrestling they're enjoying the wrestling but i think what they're also doing is they're making a statement mm. and they are saying we are going to enjoy this so much that you will see vince mcmahon this is what we want nxt uk when they would have pay-per-views and things and, and their takeover versions the crowd would quite often chant are you watching vince mcmahon mm. and that is the sense you get watching this crowd they are trying to make it clear how much they enjoy this yeah. in an attempt to allow it to continue to happen <laughs> no one is sitting there just going well this you know i'm probably not going to shout tonight i've got work tomorrow everyone is like give it 100 percent." they have fucking learned nothing from vince mcmahon <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is a, a moment here which is a, one of the the sad bits uh, which is um, Scott Dawson, I think, comes off the top rope to do a double team mm. move uh, on Chad Gable. And whatever he's attempting, he just misses entirely. Doesn't even touch Chad mm. Gable and it goes to the floor. And this crowd are immediately, you fucked up. You fucked mm. up. I hate you fucked yeah, up. I yeah, really, it's I, so you know, shit. It, it is. Yeah, because do you know what? This isn't a fucking movie. No. It's not a blooper or yeah. a gaff. Yeah. Ah, I think they'll actually find the area code for Kingston is 397. Not three, <laughs> You know, it, it's athletes performing at a high level in a live yeah. sort of environment. It's yeah. dangerous. And I think you fucked up. It's so fucking... And, I, and it's not as if it's like tribalising, like the, 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 the crowd will do it to anyone they were, like it's not like a football team if like a if you know a, a celebrated footballer fucks up and, and janks mm. a shot and you know the opposing team's fan go yeah you fucking bad yeah but this you're watching the same thing you're you, all in on this yeah, completely you have a sold out crowd mm. who want to see mm. that man perform mm. but at the same time are also like oh this is the bit where we do you fucked up yeah. I, t I also hate you fucked up mm. because what it says is it says 
it says this is all predetermined mm. and that you've you've like fluffed a line. Yeah. And it's not. It, it's you know, it's like it's like going to improvisation. <laughs> and you go to you go to see improv at like a fucking comedy store. That was a blind alley. <laughs> yeah. Or blind someone just alley. says, Oh, I didn't see you there, officer. And you go, Oh no, I think you'll find it's sergeant. Everyone laughs because yes, he forgot and he got it wrong. You fucked up! <laughs> you fucked up. It's so annoying. Um what you what you get the impression here is that is that Dawson just he there's a bit where he rolls back in, he just stares at the crowd as they're doing it mm. and he's uh, i don't think he's staring them out so much as i think he's genuinely sickened mm. that they would ruin the match yeah in a way yeah. that he has no control over and mm-hmm. um, they also start chanting botchamania and um, botchamania started up by matthew right uh, from the northeast right. great video mm. maker of botches if you aren't part of like the botchamania having it as a regular part of your diet, mm. get get involved. I I'm, mean, he, they are great. The thing that gets me is, like, I don't think the Botchamania guy would even like it. No. Because not, not, he celebrates things that have gone wrong for different reasons, not because, you know... It's one of those things where I think, you know, you 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 are... he is That is a massive celebration of wrestling. Mm. It's also a fascinating bit where you just go, here's a collection of things shout going wrestle wrong. Me. All right. Yeah. If you shout wrestling me, I don't mind. Right? <laughs> yeah. Shout wrestling me. <laughs> But See, as, is that the sort of thing Pete and Mark would enjoy? Exactly. Oh, fuck off. As soon as you're doing that, what you've cue. got, especially with like a sold out crowd full mm. of wrestling fans, they are very much like, we're all the shared thing. We all know what Botchamania is. Mm. They all start chanting Botchamania. It is just that slight sort of thing of, give the guy a fucking yeah. break. Uh, you know, I did uh, feel for him. I did feel for him in this. I was watching it back. At the time, I probably went, oh, that, you know, that's great. It's Everyone's like a real fan. Yeah. Watching it back, you know, five years later, I was thinking... That they'd done him wrong. Yeah. They'd done, <laughs> they'd him, done him wrong. Dirty. He was working his heart out. Yeah. Um, there is a, a, a sad ending to this, of course. Um, oh. So the, the American Alpha win the belts. They cry. They look really... Jason Jordan had been in NXT for four years. Right. And he was relieved, I think. He really... <laughs> but he is genuinely emotional about mm. this. Um, what is sad, of course, is is traditionally, you know, uh, something like this happens, you will go, you are superstars. And what then happens is all of them are called up to the main roster. And everything goes wrong for everybody for yep. different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um uh, probably the, the two to start off with first are the revival who who go to um, WWE's main roster. Mm-hmm. They're in Raw. They're given the tag belts and things. They're never really, uh, you know, they never find their feet there. They are uh, not appreciated by the powers that be. Mm. Um, by the time that they leave, um, uh, they uh, have asked for their release for quite a while. Um, they are shown basically a load of designs for what WWE's um, uh, sort of brains trust has got in store for them. And it was them wearing sort of stupid big hats. And, uh, you know, it just... That that thing about their gimmick was they didn't have a gimmick. Mm. In a world full of gimmicks, they were, you know, no flips, just fists. They were yeah. just good, pure professional wrestlers. Thankfully, they're now in AEW. They're the current AEW champions, uh, tag team champions. They are a really, really wonderful team to watch. I yeah. absolutely adore them. Um, in a weird way, even though they had these, these wasted years, they had the most luck mm. out of everyone. Um, Chad Gable, um, he ended up going uh, onto the main roster. He was, uh, I think, drafted onto Raw. Um, he, sorry, he went to SmackDown originally with Jason Jordan. Um, he was later teamed with Shelton Benjamin. And Shelton Benjamin is there like a fucking Dickens story, like the ghost of, <laughs> you know, Christmas future, where you go, yeah, I had a high-level amateur career as well, you know, and uh, here I am on the main roster and, and, and going nowhere now. We're together. Do it being the best part of a ladder match every year. <laughs> Once on the way up. <laughs> Once, Once on, on the, the way, way down. down. And, it's uh, good to be back. 
He was drafted on his own then to Raw in 2019. He went back to SmackDown. You can see this pattern of they just mm. do not know what to do with a fucking Olympic wrestler. <laughs> um, he ends up having a, a, a King of the Ring tournament where he goes through to the finals uh, where he loses to Baron Corbin. And at Hell in the Cell, Gable has a match with the, the now-called King Corbin. And, oh, uh, <laughs> it's good that he's got on a bit. Corbin had Corbin. a Corbin's storyline was he would make fun of Chad Gable's uh, size, his right. height. Okay. Now this is something that you and I wouldn't really have noticed when you watch that match in NXT. You mm. don't go, that guy is real small. <laughs> you don't go, he's real small. The two things about him, ah, oh, you know, wrestled at the Olympics, mm-hmm. um, probably I don't know, whatever he is, five foot something. You yeah. know, the, those two things, WWE go. You know where the money is there. <laughs> It's the height. So Look Corbin, at his hair. King, has he got hair? <laughs> King Corbin has uh, Gable uh, introduced uh, by the ring announcer as Shorty Gable, right? As an idea that he was making fun of his height. Okay. Um, G- Gable would win the match, uh, but then he uh, took officially as his ring name Shorty Gable. Mm. Um, Shorty Gable is now uh, <laughs> he performs under the name Shorty G. Oh, like Gina G. Yeah, again, you'd sort of go, you know, Chad Gable, Olympic champion, mm. or uh, like Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle. You yeah. know, would you would you have? I don't know, Curly A. That <laughs> that would be your champion. Yeah, I don't understand how they have these guys with money on the table who people can you know see <laughs> perform and who have a inbuilt backstory of legitimacy. And you just strip it from them piece by piece. <laughs> Absolutely insane. Um, Jason Jordan uh, is now working as a, a producer backstage at WWE. Right. Uh, he's not been able to wrestle since January 2018. He suffered a neck injury. And it basically seems to have ended his career like Angle. pretty much before it started going. Yeah. Like Angle. Funny you should say that, Pete. Oh. Because Jason Jordan's biggest uh, storyline was, of course, he was unveiled as, or revealed to be, I should say. He wasn't under a veil. <laughs> He was revealed to be the illegitimate son of so Kurt Angle. Why did that? Is so, I mean, they're, they're probably oh, not even that diff- different. Daddy Curly A. <laughs> he took on the name Babby Curly A. Oh, Double dear. J. Oh, maybe it was Jeff Jarrett. Why oh, is, I can write this shit in my why sleep. Why is Kurt Angle not at any of his son's wrestling matches? <laughs> well, Bad we... father. It not only <laughs> gives it gives him, you know, pelters about. But you know, it's not even a bad story. It's not even a good storyline. You're basically saying that Kurt Angle is a terrible father. Yeah, he's uh, an unreliable man. They mm. were supposed to be having a, a match at WrestleMania 34, but that was thrown completely out the window by Jason Jordan's injury. Mm. And of course, I think Kurt Angle had actually at one point said he would be having his retirement match at WrestleMania 35 against Jason Jordan, right. seemingly unaware that Jason Jordan was never going to wrestle again <laughs> and that Vince McMahon had absolutely no intention of letting that happen. Um, <laughs> who, who would win? Baron Corbin. Worth saying, actually, as we go on through this, you will notice again and again, the one person who has come out of this absolutely sensational show the best <laughs> is the person who performed the worst, which is Baron Corbin. <laughs> Welcome to WWE. Yay. Lovely old job. Uh, fantastic. Look, hey, <clears throat> hey, that hey, was, well, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that I too. I felt that was like proper wrestling <laughs> chat. <laughs> that was. Good it was. There was, no, there was no gimmicks even our end, I thought. No fucking five minutes gimmicks. on the Olympics. And I do turn out to be your legitimate father. Yes. Um, terrible news. I love it. <laughs> Until next time, uh, you can check out our Patreon, mm. uh, patreon.com uh, forward slash wrestleme. Uh, mm. Follow us on the Twitter at wrestlemepod. Yeah. And uh, you, you can get in touch. We're at show at wrestleme. Dot com. Yeah, if you want to find out what happens with old BC and AA and all the, you know, the Corbins and the and the, the, <laughs> the and the Zens and the 
ask her and stuff, you, 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 you can listen right now if you fancy. It'll Just be there. Patreon.com forward slash WrestleMate. And even better, I think we normally snip off this bit, don't we? Mm. So if you didn't do like we? this bit. All oh, right. Do we not? What? What do you mean? As in like, <laughs> I've never actually listened Patreon. to this show. Yeah. Ah, nah, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> be fine. They don't just, mind. Let's just say it's 100% uh, unedited. You get the full Skip thing. Pit through. No, no, this is terrible. <laughs> I'm sure there's some good stuff there. Bye! Bye! deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.